You guys, we are back. Welcome back to this week's episode of Bleep That Out. Yeah, welcome back. <laughs> We're hey. here. So this is the first episode I'm filming with my new nose. How does it feel? Crazy. Weird. My skin is really tight still. Mm-hmm. I'm still bruised. I got a little concealer on, but I don't have any makeup on other than just trying to conceal my bruises. Um, and I still have stitching and I'm still swollen, but I feel good. I would do it again, honestly. Now that the healing is over, I feel like you forget about how bad it is. Yeah. In those worst days, as soon as you start getting better, you're like, okay, I'm good. Yeah. It's not too bad, actually. That's why I just keep going under, you know? I, yeah. <laughs> I also think that you help for the simple fact that I was at your place. True. Because I'm like, I healed way faster than I think I would have at home with the dogs. For sure. When I think to not having any responsibility, like healing, because when you're at home, you probably are like, okay, I should do this. I should do this. But it's like when you're out of that environment completely, you're like, I can do nothing but heal. Yeah. Just sit. Yeah. It's been nice to be back. So I literally kept saying to Savannah last week, you guys, no exaggeration. Can you still see me in the camera just so I know? Yes, I can. Like my face is still in. Yep. Why I do can, I feel like it's really zoomed in today? I can see your whole chair. Should I zoom us out a little bit? I can see your whole chair, actually. Like Okay, so I won't worry about it. Um, yeah, I feel like it looks really good. What was I just about to say? Uh, you were saying something. I was telling Savannah something all last week. That's- oh, I just was so thankful for you. I, I keep saying that, but I'm literally so grateful to have a friend that knew what was going on and not only that but was like willing and able to be my bedside for days on end you guys I'm not exaggerating when I say like I'm gonna do a whole podcast episode on I think I'm human too about because I did last week's episode on I think I'm human too was all about like fillers Botox and Mm -hmm. just in general like getting things done and I want to talk about like the mental health because you are so right. Like your mental health goes through a toll too. Yeah. People don't notice that until you've actually sat through. Like, honestly, I say an elective surgery because I feel like if you have a surgery for something specific, like health related, you're like, I needed this surgery right. to survive, to live. But when you do something elective, you're like, your mental health suffers more than people know. And I realized that through this last surgery I had, because I was down for like a month and just watching everything. Social media got to me, literally everything. It's crazy. Yeah, you couldn't do anything. And then you're like, and then you're, you, you're right. When you do it to save your life you're like oh god like I'm so grateful for that surgery but when you do it willingly I literally have sat there thinking I put myself through this pain purposefully paid for it and now I'm down and out like I can't do anything I can't like I can't even walk Hattie right now I can't touch her like I can't be around her and I'm still a week deep and it makes me feel bad we're having her sleep in her kennel at night but yeah we're getting way off track but yeah so that was the little nose update it's looking good though she's cute she cute. I like this Yoshi version for a while. Yes. Though. You guys, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see it. But if you haven't seen it, I've posted on TikTok already and Instagram. Like, my nose has not been a secret. Mm-hmm. But um, the first few days or, like, first few months, it's really swollen. So right now I'm kind of going through, like, a little bit of an identity crisis of, like, fuck. Like, I don't look. Yeah. You don't how, feel like yourself. Yeah. And it's not, like, what you prepared for because the before and after photos, you're like, the photos look so cute, but it doesn't look like that right now. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I'm happy. I'm thankful we did it. Um, yeah, I'm really happy I went through with it. It's going to heal really well. Yeah. Noses are tough, especially because it's like the focal point of your face. So it's like what people see, but I feel like you're going to love it. It's so straight. It's exactly what you wanted. I know. You can breathe. Right now, no. I'm in that stage of like, I can breathe through my nose, but it's still really kind of clogged. Yeah. It's gross. I have like mucus kind of almost feel like I'm sick, but I'm not. Yeah. It's gross. I mean, they were just up there for a while, you know. I know. So today's October 3rd. Happy October 3rd. On October 3rd, he asked me what day it was. I said it's October 3rd. It's October 3rd. We're filming today on the 3rd. It won't be out for a couple 
like a week now. It'll be a week from today. But we wanted to let you guys know if you are listeners here, Human 2 just signed another podcaster, Wabby Rose. We're very excited to have her. We know her on a personal level. We love her. And she wanted to start a podcast. And I've said many times, like, what we wanted this or what I wanted this platform to be and what we're starting to grow it as. Um, Just real, relatable, raw humans that can touch more and more humans. And her idea was having no idea, no freaking clue about what's going on in her 20s. And I was like, I remember being in my 20s and like like early 20s being yeah. single, not really knowing what to do next. I still don't know what I'm doing, to be honest Seriously. with you. It takes a lot of time yeah. to figure out what you're doing. But now, like if you and I were to have a podcast, like no no freaking clue in your 20s, like, yeah, we're in our 20s, but like we're way we're more established than where I felt like I was at her age, oh, which yeah. obviously like age and time in general, but... I think she's a more relatable source to talk about that stuff. So I'm very excited to have her on. If you want to guys, if you guys want to give her a listen, it's no freaking clue. It's going to be so good. It's going to be great. She's already great. She's comfortable behind the camera. She's another creator online. That's actually how I met her and how you met her. Mm-hmm. And we like her. We're like normal friends now. Anytime we're together, it's not like, oh, we're with Abby. We're like, what up? <laughs> like, In our pajamas. Just right. Literally out. like just living our best lives so I love it I'm so excited for her that's gonna be I feel like I remember when my because I'm three years older than my sister and I remember watching her go through that like early 20 phase and I told her I was like this is gonna be your worst time of your life it's gonna feel like that because it's so hard you just have no idea what you're doing so I think that she's gonna bring such a light to that whole mindset it's gonna be really refreshing and not only that but they're also at that pivotal stage of life where any move they make could change their whole future. Yeah. So it's a very scary time, a lonely time. And then you're also seeing people getting married, people having kids. Like it's such an odd time because that's, again, it's a very pivotal stage where some of your friends might be going and starting families. Some might still be at the bars. Some are headfirst in a, in a law career. Like it could be really anything. Yeah. And it's hard when you look around because the comparison gets the best of you at that point. And you're like, am I doing this right? Like, I still live at my parents. Like, I don't even know how to tie my shoes. Like, how are people popping out babies and taking care of babies when I can't tie my shoes? (laughs) I think that is literally everyone's journey is so different. But I'm excited for her to, like, bring a lot of light to that because it's crazy. Even now, I look at, like, some of my friends who are having kids are still in school. I'm like, Oh my gosh. Do we say congratulations or sorry? Like, I don't know what to say right now. I'm like in my mind, I'm like, oh, I don't know if I'm ready for that yet. Right. It's crazy. It's crazy. But I'm excited and I think she'll be great at it. She brings a lighthearted touch to a lot of topics and she's been through some stuff too. So obviously if you followed along on my journey, human two is so important to me in the sense of nobody is ever alone in anything that they go through. And the more humans that I can have under me spreading that message, whether it's whatever experience they want to talk about. Um, I'm excited that some more listeners have a safe space to go to, to not feel alone. So we're excited. What else? We're going to be in Austin at the end of this month in October. So I'm not going to say anything yet because you and I need to sit down and talk and plan some stuff out, but Mm believe that out has some big things coming to you. Um, not in this room, like we (laughs) big things coming that transpire outside of this room. So we're very excited to talk about that. We're going to talk about that today because I'm hoping maybe our first time of what we're planning on doing, we can do it in Texas. I hope so. Because I said we're going to be in Austin at the end of the month, right? Yeah. I started it with that. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought. The surgery, the anesthesia still. Honestly. Yeah. I'm like, (laughs) and I also took a gummy last night at 3 a.m. So let me give you a little backstory (laughs) to that. 
when my dad passed, I started taking gummies to sleep because I was like, it was like one of the only natural remedies. Well, last night, and then I switched over to magnesium and I love magnesium. I took those last night. It didn't do anything. That's how bad I was. Like, I just was so, what is it? Like, I had insomnia so bad. I feel like that's something too after surgery that's just not talked about is like your body goes through so much and you sleep at such weird times that it takes you a while to get back on your routine. And, like, you have such bad insomnia, and you'll wake up at, like, 4 in the morning randomly. It's just, like, weird. Your sleep yeah. schedule's off for a while. It sucks because I am an 8 to a – like, if I could get 12 hours of sleep every day, genuinely, that's, like, my soft spot. Like, that's where, like – I believe you fully. Seriously. She – everyone in my circle knows, like, Catherine needs 8 hours at a very bare minimum. Like, I mean that that's, like, the lowest standard possible. I remember when I first met – when we first went to New I York. I tell everybody that. And Raphael was like, make sure you feed her, make sure she gets sleep. And it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause I'm someone who doesn't need sleep and no, you need your sleep. Need. need. Like I get physically ill. Like if I don't, if there's two days in a row where I don't get good sleep, I'm fucked. Oh yeah. I can't even imagine. I think I've only seen you on one and I was like, never again. Yeah. It's not fun. And I'm like, and I, I've gotten to that age where I just know that about myself. So I'm yeah. like, and I do wish that I was a girly that could function off of even six hours. Like how much I could get done in a day if I didn't want to be in bed by 6 p.m. I honestly though, but the problem is, is then I feel like I'm more stressed because of how much I want to cover in a day. So I feel like it goes both ways because I'm True. that way where I'm like, oh, I should do more because I'm up for so long. But there hits a point where your brain stops functioning well, but you're still up. So it's like, I write my to-do list for tomorrow and I'm like, okay. And all the things I didn't do today. Yeah. See, that's my problem is that my brain shuts down and my body. I feel like a lot of people's bodies can keep going. Mine is like, yeah. nope, like you, yeah. you ain't going nowhere if you I don't get I will say eight. though that in those situations you do like... When you have to push through, you do push through for sure. Yeah, but then I end up sick every time. Yeah. Anyway, so I took a gummy at 3 a.m. last night trying to sleep because I was like, okay, like, I just need to go to sleep at this point. And I was still wired. Like, I knew I was not going to go to sleep. Um, the magnesium already pushed through a shit. So I'm like, well, there's that. Leave <laughs> <Please laughs> that out. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm like, so I'm like, for you. That's how long I was up. I took a magnesium at like 7 or 8 o'clock. I literally at like 1 a.m. took a shit. Like, that is how long I was up for it. Like, the magnesium worked its full way through me. Maybe you just need to stay up longer so that you actually know that you're going to shit throughout the day. Right. Maybe that's Which it. Which, they're, like, anal about you wanting... They, they really want you to poop after your surgery. So, like, like they want... I don't know what it is. You probably know. But anyways, they, like, make you want to poop. And they, like, ask you about your bowel movements. Because yeah. I guess that's, like, some side effect of the medicine that they give you. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at you. You're, like, a medical professional. I've taught yeah. you so well. Yeah. Signs you. Delivered. Prescription. Anyways... <laughs> bleep that out um I took a gummy and I woke up this morning and I was like (laughs) I'm still I literally was done with my Cairo and you texted me and you're like oh you're like I just woke up I'm like well I'm almost there so yeah and then I was like I can't drive like that is how high I was Raphael good thing he was in office today and he can whatever I'm not going to talk about that but anyways his office is decently close to our building so he had to drive me here today (laughs) <laughs> passenger princess through and through through and through even on a work day baby right you know you got him on lock you're good right we were going to the we were in the exp- well we were on the highway and he was like "Ooh, we could get an express lane and i was like i'm dead he was like yeah there's two of us and we're both going to work i was like yep we are as i'm sitting i couldn't even use my phone that is like i was so like what the fuck is going on oh my this gosh. is america and that's not like you because usually you get car sick if you're not on your phone i know that so you That's were down how, bad this morning. No, I was up good this morning. <laughs> <laughs> and then we met for coffee and I had my food and she's like, just staring at him. Like, you can have some. Do, do. 
eating yeah. those potatoes. I, I literally sat down. She had, she had already ordered food because she beat me there. You were probably, what, 10, 15 minutes earlier? Yeah. She had already gotten food and was, like, eating it. And I literally sat down. I took her plate and started eating her food <laughs> with her fork, too. There was I had my own fork, and I literally just took her fork. And then she got food, and then I started eating her food. Stop. It's, it hurts to laugh. It hurts to laugh. Uh, I mean, at least it, I feel like your movement is coming back good, though. Is it? Yeah. I feel I'm like excited. it's really good. Okay, you guys. So we talked about how we wanted to ask you guys questions every week on Instagram and give us some topics to talk about. Obviously, we'll do like what we just did, update you guys, talk about stuff we want to talk about. But it's always fun to like answer your guys' questions, like hear stories from you guys, like stuff like that. Yeah. So we had an idea of printing them every, every week from Instagram and like cutting them up. We didn't do that this morning. We wrote them down. But we're like, every week we should find a new prop to, like, pick these questions out of. <laughs> well, today's day one, <laughs> and we forgot. <laughs> but we were prepared, still. <laughs> if you're watching on YouTube, I literally have the questions in my clog. <laughs> and if you're on a podcast, or if you're listening, I literally have the questions in my clog. <laughs> literally. <laughs> do you want to do the honors and... Santino, please zoom in on this. This is so funny to Ooh, me. I didn't have to dig in there too much, thank goodness, because I know you don't wear socks, girl. I Ooh. do not. I hate socks. Literally, even with tennis shoes, she does not wear socks. I do they not understand. They don't sweat, though. My feet never sweat, so mind your business. I just don't get it. I'm like, I'm jealous, honestly, because I feel like if I didn't wear socks, I would never be able to wear those shoes again. Your body starts to regulate. I actually, during COVID, I, t- I was like learning all about this because I was like fucking bored as hell and just Googling anything in the brain. This is what you Google? I st- yeah, I literally stopped wearing deodorant for like a month. After like, or I stopped wearing deodorant for a long time, but I stopped because I like read that your body starts to regulate it and you don't stink anymore. Did it work? Yeah. After like three weeks, it was like, I feel like to live with you for three weeks. Cause I, well, <laughs> I'm not like, a, this is when I was living alone, but I'm not like a musty bitch to begin with. Like, which is fine. Like musty bitches, y'all cool too. But like, you do you, but like mine doesn't like, I don't like get really sweaty. Yeah. So yeah. Like I like the little bit I was getting. Yeah. I would get some smell, like a little odor, but then I would just like go get a washcloth and like just wash it off with water or whatever. And then it would go away. And literally after three weeks, I never sweat in my armpits and I never had sweaty armpits ever. And then I don't know what it was, but I started going to the gym when the gyms opened back up and I put them back on. I put it back on. Yeah. I shouldn't have. You, you, you know how been... expensive deodorant is too? Oh yeah. It's expensive. <laughs> as long as you can get through that peak of like knowing you stink. I'm just saying my feet don't stink. My armpits didn't stink. So basically if you're listening to this, she's giving you permission but to my walk around and stink. <laughs> Bleep that out. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just thinking of last week's episode when I was talking about the self-tanner. <gasps> okay, what's your question? Oh, yeah. First story. It's clearly not a story. That's a very short story. Ooh, okay. Top travel destinations. Mm. Uh, mm. That's a good question. As I'm looking at my Fiji water. Fiji? I know. I'd go to Fiji for sure. You know, I don't have a top. I love Europe. Yeah. I would go anywhere and everywhere in Europe. I think if I could cover all all cities in Europe, that would be my top. So, like, basically the whole country. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The whole, the whole country. I want to know. I want to go to Greece. That's, like, on my, like, list to go to eventually. Um, yeah, you say that all the time. Yeah, that's, we'll like, a there. place that I'm, like, yeah, I got to go there. That's a top travel destination. But it's not like I'm going to seek out to go there. I just want to go there someday. I think it'd be cool if we got, like, a trip there. Like, a... Yeah. Believe like that out takes on Greece. I don't know. If, I don't know if we're... 
international yet are we manifestation is real i know most of my followers that are out of the country are in australia and the uk i can't funny i feel like canada is big not for me really that's no australia is my second like and it's like a it like in my analytics it's got a color to it like it's a good chunk oh dang we should go to australia i just (laughs) i feel like we travel so much that i'm like we could just take this other road wherever we go oh yeah that's the whole point yeah it's perfect. Okay. It's my turn to ask a dusty, musty, crusty question. Oh, yeah, you asked that, you dusty, musty, crusty girl. I'm glad I'm sitting at least five feet from you. Is it normal to hate your in laws? <laughs> <laughs> I wrote these, like, I read them and I wrote them <laughs> down, and I'm just like laughing because I don't know which ones we're going to get. This is going to be funny. I love that you grabbed that one. I love that you grabbed the first one. <laughs> I'm going to grab the next All one, right. too. Is it normal to hate your in laws? Um,. Honestly, I feel like each person brings a different perspective to a relationship and can change things. I think it's hard because your partner acts different around the in-laws because it's their parents. So I feel like you see a different version of them with the in-laws. Do you think you act different around your parents? I you definitely do? act different about around... No. Like, does your husband are... think that you act different around your family? Like his in-laws? No, but I act different around his for sure. I think it's... Okay, that was my question. Go ahead. Continue. I, I think it's, I act different around them, but it's because they're just more quiet and laid back. So I feel like I have to monitor how I speak or what I say because they're very religious and very like, you know, so I mean, I don't swear like I do on here. They don't swear? No, I've never heard them swear. What the fuck? This is what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm like, so I definitely change how I act, which I feel like you start to build some type of feeling towards people when you can't be yourself. You be yourself, yeah. Yeah. So I feel like it's not no, it's not abnormal to... Hate is a strong word. I think hate is a strong word. But I sometimes don't like who I am around them. Yeah. I think every in-law situation is situational, literally. And I yeah. say that every time we get a question like this. I'm like, it's situational, but it really is. Because my family is so, like was so silly goofy and just kind of laid back Mm -hmm. your family is very much the same where like my husband didn't have a time hard time integrating with them they literally like immediately accepted him they were so nice like they love him more than they loved me like all every like my mom's side my dad's side even my stepmom's side like everybody likes my husband more than they like me which is fine but like um it's so funny to me because I'm like but it goes opposite like when I'm with his family I have that same thing where I'm like I didn't feel as welcomed as maybe I would have liked to. Um, And like I've had an, but when I go to my past, like with an ex-boyfriend, their family, like if they were my in-laws, it would have been like a totally different vibe because like their, they were, their family was a lot like my family. So like the cultures just mixed easily and well, like you guys have kind of different culture, like family culture is also like I'm not talking about like a a geographic culture but I'm talking about a family culture is just so different that's a good point it's like each person brings something to the table and sometimes it just doesn't mesh as well as like other situations families my high school boyfriend's family though like they literally I was with them more than I was with my own family like they were just so cool like fun we did everything with them even like my ex-boyfriend um his mom was very present and like involved with Mm -hmm. us so like I don't know it's just it depends. Like, I don't think you hate your in-laws. Like, I don't yeah. hate my in-laws at all. I no. love them. 
um just relationships are different and yeah they're out of state too so i feel yeah. like that also makes it harder because you can't foster a relationship when they're I out of state a lot of people hate their in-laws like it's a very yeah. common thing yeah i know more people that hate their in-laws than they they love them and like granted when we post this people are gonna be like they're gonna tell their story and a lot of people are like i love my in-laws more than i even like my own family yeah and that's great like i love that i just don't think it's like it's not normal one way or the other to love them or hate them like it just they're your in-laws so they're your in-laws I do think it's important to try no matter what, even if they suck. Um, because at the end of the day, like it's your partner's and spouse's family too. Like that's mm-hmm. important to cultivate. Cause it's important to them that you have at least a relationship and you can be civil and hold conversation. Cause like you're going to be in the same setting multiple times, yeah. holidays, stuff like that. So I think taking the time to at least be cordial is always yeah. good, but you don't have to like enjoy doing things and going out of your way to make them feel a certain way. And also God forbid anything ever happens to you and they have no, like I couldn't imagine like intentionally separating my husband from his family and then something happens between us or something happens to me and then he has nobody and now he needs them back. And it's like, I don't know. I just think of that too. Like I couldn't imagine if like Raphael was intentionally pulling me away from my family in a malicious way or a selfish way and then something ever happened to him or we ever split up or anything like that. And then it's like, then you feel so alone. Like your family is, I don't know. Your family's okay. everything for sure. I want this one. This one. The answer is there's nice. no normalities in anything. I keep hitting my face with this microphone. So. I'm praying to God I don't hit my fucking nose. Oh, that would hurt so bad. Honestly, I'm getting all the travel questions. So I think it's a sign that I just <gasps> should be traveling and we need to book another trip. So, okay. Thanks for that. <laughs> Okay. Affordable travel advice. Travel with your fucking friends. Yeah. You save so much money when you travel in groups. Absolutely. I agree with that. Um, and I feel like you can do more. Like we try more food. We Google. Sorry. This is, this is like, this is, she's talking about the, um, once you're there, mm-hmm. I, cause I'm like very, I'm the cheap bitch when it comes to booking and you're the good one at like when we get there, like keeping costs decent. Um, until we go into the Celine store. But anyways, <laughs> so when I'm booking, I go to Google Flights. Like, I'll type in where I want to go. And then at the top, you know, where it says, like, images, shopping, there's a flights tab. And you can check all airlines for the exact days. And it'll tell you the exact flight times. That's the cheapest way to find a flight. And then there's also an Explorer tab on Google. If that same thing, like, you type in, like, our international airport here is MSP. So, like, I type in MSP2 and I leave it blank. And I just Google that and then I go to the explore tab and I can type in because I'm a very different traveler. Like I don't yeah. care where I go or what I do, but like I'll know if say, for example, like which grand I'm, I've you and I both have a very lenient schedule, which is very nice. And it's a blessing that not a lot of people have, but you can put into the explore. It'll be like a weekend in November, mm-hmm. a weekend in October, like whatever you want. And then it'll pull up the cheapest places to fly for random dates or like random weekends in that month that you chose it could be vegas it could be new york it could be mexico like it'll pop up with all the cheapest flights in order of like lowest to highest of where you can fly it's insane like that's, that's so nice it's so mm-hmm. nice like that's how Raphael and i took that random ass honeymoon because we we're like we don't know where to go yeah and I kind of like it because you get out of your comfort it's almost like when you go to the airport like ready to go and you're like okay what yeah. are the next three flights out kind of cool i actually want to do a trip like that one time i feel like that'd be super fun i've never done that because i'm too type a i also feel like for me like if you're flexible on your days you can also 
I only fly Delta or I typically only fly Delta just because I have rewards points and all of that. But if you go into the Delta app, you can actually click miles or something and it'll take you to a big grid with where it's cheapest in that like week. And you can kind of monitor that. That's always fun. I'm sure other airlines have something like that too, but I've just always been a Delta girly. And that's yeah, you got me hooked on them. Mm -hmm. I don't know. There's so many cheap ways. Also, Pomelo Travel. I've shared this early on. Yeah, that was really cool. I never knew about that. This is not an ad. Like, I literally just love them. I signed up. It's $29 for the whole year. And they'll send you emails. You get to, like, pick which airports that you are willing to fly out of. And they'll send you all, like, the hottest deals. And nine times out of ten, they're, like, they're international deals. They're not, like... With some of them are in the country. Like, if it'll be, like, oh, Orlando's, like, $29 yeah. round trip. Like, they'll send us that. But it'll be, like, $200 round trip to Turkey. $200. Yeah, I'm, like, it's insane. And it's, like, good airlines, too. They're not, like, flying you on spirit. They just want to fill the flight, basically. Yeah, pretty much. Um, where, like, say it's not a sold-out flight, and they're, like, okay, we'll give discounted prices. Palmelo Travel is really, really good. I r- highly recommend them. And sign up for airlines, like, emails. Like, even if you're, like, oh, I don't fly Sun Country. Like, for me, I'm, like, oh, I'm still going to sign up for their emails because if I get random deals come through, I'm, like, oh. Sun Country's really good. Perfect. Yeah, because some of them, even Delta. Southwest, too. Yeah, even Delta's been doing that where it's, like, $49 to fly here. I'm, like, wait, what weekend? Because I could do a weekend trip somewhere. Yeah. What weekend? I mean, I'm free. That's our way of traveling. And then you're right. We um, we try to, like, eat together. Um, we'll take bills, split bills. Another way that c- to keep costs low, we always, when we're staying at a house, we'll hit a liquor store and, a go- gro- like, a grocery slash gas station and kind of get snacks and stuff just to tide you over so you don't wake up like, oh, I have to go out to breakfast right now. Like, grab some granola bars. Water bottles. Keep some apples in the house. Um, water bottles, Gatorades, Powerades for, like, when you're hungover. Um Stuff yeah. like that. Or body armors. And easy snacking stuff. Things that travel well, too. So you're like, oh, if I don't eat it, I can throw it in my carry-on and I'm good. Or we leave it at the Airbnb, too, a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, and they'll keep the food out for, like, the next guest. Well, I assume they do. Or they take it. I mean, maybe I, they don't because I don't think maybe they think you yeah, dropped it. I don't know. It. I've actually never. We I'm always sh- leave our s- extra snacks. I usually take some for the plane because I'm always that person that, like, won't eat breakfast at, like, 3 in the morning. But I'll eat a snack on the plane. <laughs> That's true. That is you. Mm-hmm. What do you think of Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift? I want to say it's real and I love them so much because I'm like, he shot his shot and he is teaching every man out there, shoot your shot. You would nothing. I mean, the worst she could say is no. In life, you'll do things greater than dating <laughs> the boy on the flim plum. It's so funny watching you try I'm to do so that because your top lip I know, is like it doesn't moving. move. <laughs> I'm like, I literally can't even chime in because I'm just watching your top lip stay so still. So look good. It's really, really cute. Am I the next T Swift? You really are. I think you have a really promising future. You know what? I'm the next C Ebbs. Who the fuck's T Swift? Yeah, there you go. Who are you? Right. I think it's real. I, I don't honestly, think they w- they don't need the PR. No, and I'm like they're po- they're so successful that it's like it's past the point of needing more success. I mean, everyone loves success, but I'm like they don't need it. But I mean, like I've been watching his stats on, like, his social media and shit. I'm, like... Insane. Or even, like, the Chiefs in general. I'm, like, Taylor Swift, you looking for another person? Because I'm going to shoot my shot. Right. She don't need it. Yeah. Even, like, girls watching football now. Like, literally, they're watching to see... Taylor Swift. They're going to be here this weekend. Are you going to go to the Vikings game this weekend? Are we going? Because if Taylor Swift's there, I will... I texted Whitney and Natalie in a group chat, and I was, like... Or a group chat, and I was, like, no, because literally... 
is it worth going to this game? Because, okay, so we have a friend, Natalie, and then a girl that's signed in my agency, Whitney. Both of their husbands play for the Vikings. And so I have a group text with them going. And I literally texted them last night. I was like, but is it worth going to the Vikings game? I was like, to see you and your husbands, but like also the Taylor Swift. Like, what if we're like, what if we just happen to get the suite next to Taylor Swift? Yeah, she's or like under or like seats under the suite. You would catch me like this the whole time. I would just be looking back at the suite and be like, I don't care about this. I just care about Drip this. Drip your sweat on me. No, I'm just kidding. Right. I'm not like that obsessed with her. But no, seriously, it'd be fun. I just think, it, I feel like it's so cool. I want to be in the same room as Taylor Swift. Just to say I've been there. Yeah. I and like, like yeah. it's not like I bought a ticket. Well, I guess I did buy a ticket. But, but it's, a not like I, t- it's not like I bought a ticket to Taylor Swift's concert and then I'm like, oh, I'm in the same room as Taylor Swift. No, it's like, we just happen to be doing the same thing on a Sunday. Like, that's so cute. In our home state. Cool. Like, yeah. What did you do Sunday? Oh, you know, the same thing Taylor Swift did. Just hung out with Same Taylor thing Swift. Taylor Swift did. Watch the game. Same thing alive. Taylor Swift did. <laughs> what did you do? Same thing Taylor Swift did. <laughs> like, oh, you didn't see me on TV? Okay. You, you didn't see me? I was with Taylor Swift. <laughs> and there's both of us like <laughs> on the big like no, screen. No, like, you know me. I would pretend like I didn't even know her. I'm like, who are you? <laughs> and then there's me. I just go up to people. I'm like, yay. <laughs> yeah, you are ballsy. I love it so much. <laughs> okay, go ahead. <sighs> okay. Uh, moral of that story, we think it's real. Yeah, it is real. I believe in love. Do you believe oh, in... Oh, speaking of love, who was your first love and heartbreak story? I got to go first. I mean, I can go first if you want to. You're asking a lot of me right now. <laughs> mine was my high school boyfriend. I feel like your story's going to be more interesting than mine. Oh, wait. Well, then you go. Go ahead. Your high school boyfriend. Okay. <laughs> my high school boyfriend was my first love. Um, his name was Tyler. He and I, we met freshman year. Yeah, freshman year. In October, we met um, at this, like, Halloween patch. October 3rd? <laughs> yes, no, what else? Oh. No, I remember being there. I was actually with two girlfriends, and they were, him and two of his guy friends were in front of us at lo- in line. And, like, we had, like, our community center. Like, you know, like, every small town does, like, a community center, like, yeah. pumpkin patch. And, like, they have rides and, like, face painting and, like, like a bobbing fair. for apples. Yeah, it's so cute. Yeah. Like, it's actually really cute. But they, they shut down the street. It's like a little city fair. No, it's, like, at our community center in, like, this big patch of grass. Like, it's, like, oh. mini donuts, all that shit. Like, they shut down the street in uh, Wyzetta. They shut down that whole street. It's so cute. I loved it. Like, Anyways, it was such small time vibes, small, small town vibes, but, um, he was in line in front of us and I don't remember, I vaguely, vaguely remember the night, but I just remember, um, him really talking to me and I knew right away in my stomach, I was like, ah! I like, like he was my first real, like my stomach churned for him. Yeah. I was like, oh my God. Like it was so, and I was 15. I just turned 15 and, um, we ended up dating November 11th of 2011 because I was a freshman in high school. So 11, 11, 11 was our anniversary. Dang, yeah. mine was 11, 19, 11. Weird. So weird. You started dating him? Coast. That's fucking weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was with my high school boyfriend at that same week. Wild. <laughs> that is really weird, actually. Yeah. So One more similarity we have. Add that to the final know, list. Add it to the list. Just a weird life experiences. Yeah, no, we are, I was a freshman in high school. Um, you guys dated for how long? All the way through senior year. Um, when I even like when I moved, we kind of like stayed. To, we stayed together when I moved up here during mm-hmm. like junior year, and then senior year was kind of like where it started to go like on and off, on and off. Yeah. And then I moved back to Florida after um, everything, 
and I moved back really mainly for him. Distance is hard on relationships. Like, I give props to everyone who's in a long-distance relationship. It is hard. It's very hard. It's a lot of work. Especially at that age, because you're, like, learning and testing out who you are. Um, But, no, then, like, my heartbreak with him wasn't, like, the traditional, like, breakup heartbreak. I kind of knew, um, like, I knew I wanted to move. So our breakup was due to that. And I kind of had already processed that before because I knew it was for, like, the betterment of my future. Now when I look back, though, like, I was really sad. But I think I hurt him more than he hurt me, which I feel really sad about. So I think I did more damage to him. Well, you you stepped away because you moved up here. So it's like you got to experience a different lifestyle, which opened your eyes to new things. So for him, I begged him to move. I begged him to move. Yeah. Okay, so funny story. Then I moved here. I got with my ex. All that shit went down. And then every time I went to Florida, not every time I went to Florida, but then I went to Florida after my ex-boyfriend in Minnesota and I broke up. And I'm like out bar hopping and I run into him. And I've already told Raphael this story, but like, um, it's like I'm not spilling any details that like I literally share everything in my life. Like my husband knows everything, but I, and I know everything. Right. Well, now you're learning all this. So I went bar hopping one night. I ran into him and he was like asking me, he's like, are you still like together with that guy? Cause I'm sure he kept up with my life on social media. Um, yeah. like stalking, you know? And I was like, no. And he was single at the time. We actually ended up leaving like the main bars with all of our friends and going out on our own, like to just like talk and hang out. And he was like, no, you literally like still to this day, like my heart, it's like not the same. Yeah. So it was really cute. sad. It was really sad. So following that, I had this idea in my head. I'm getting him out of Florida. Like I can convince him. I tried very hard. I begged him. I was like, even at the point of like when I did get home back to Minnesota, um, cause I was on a vacation at that point. I don't know if the story is making sense, but I came back to Minnesota, like flew home for the week, like whatever, back to reality. I'm finding jobs in his profession. Cause I had it in my head. I was moving him to Minnesota. When you stick your mind to something, yeah. you are determined. Then I bought him. I kid you not. I bought him a flight ticket to come visit me. It was like $80 round trip. It was very back cheap. When flights were reasonable. I didn't even ask him. Like Savannah, I did not ask him. I was convinced. You're going to get what you want one way or another. I was fucking convinced. I bought the flight ticket. I said like, here's, I literally then texted him. I said, here's the days that you're coming. And he was like, Kat, like, I don't even know if I can get that off work. And I was like, figure it out. Like you're coming up here. Like I want to show you there's a different part of life. And he was like, no, like I, he's like, okay, I'll try and make it work. He never came. Like the flight went to waste, which is fine. Like it was literally $80. Yeah. Back then it was like probably like, 80 of my $90 that I had in my account. Right. But I was like, he's coming and I'm going to tell him, like, I'm going to teach him the way. You gave it A for effort. I, I mean, really did. did. I really had it set in my mm-hmm. head that like we were meant to be together. And then, um, not that we were meant to be together, but I think I was just really lost in my heartbreak of like my ex-boyfriend, like the, yeah. and he's the, comfortable. It was a safe space yes. for sure. And when I heard that he was like, you really fucked me up. I was like, okay, maybe I do like get back with him. And he was the right guy, you know? Yeah. He never came up, and then I we've never talked since. I actually ended up blocking his number and, like, blocking him on everything. Um, it's good to have that closure. Like, I feel like women need that no contact because otherwise there's always that piece of, like, you know, there's that wondering. Not that you wonder now, but it's, like, when you're in that weird headspace where you're, like, are you right for me? Are you not? If yeah. you are in that in-between, you kind of feel like they are your right person because you're not with someone else and you don't know what else is there yet. Yeah, you're, like, is this right? Yeah, is you question normal? it. Yeah. I did not know. He was like, and again, like when I met, saw him at that bar one night, it like 
everything in me was like, is this my person? Like, am I supposed to yeah. be with this person? Like, why did I run into him today after another heartbreak that I went through? Like, it just felt like one of those, like, maybe this is for a reason. And I think it was because I know after that, like when I did some deep diving, I started to realize like I wasn't in love with him and I didn't love him in that manner. I just was really heartbroken. Yeah. And I, he was saying to me the things that I needed to hear. And you got closer. Like that felt more final. No, I probably. thought it was opening. Really? Yeah. Because like when I, when he was at the bar oh, yeah, saying all that stuff. And then afterwards, when I started doing that deep diving, I was like, no, like that was just me trying to open something that didn't need to be opened. Yeah. Um, and you're right. It was already closed and I moved on, but I'm happy I did that because I couldn't imagine being married to Raphael now and then choose today being like, yeah, but could it have worked out? Like, you know, yeah. like I knew in my head, like it was not meant to be and I needed to stop. And I was, I was pulling for something because I was in the middle of a heartbreak with somebody else, yeah. which is really fucked up. Try, but. Well, and I feel like people try to do that. They try to put a bandaid on something because they don't want to process it because it's a lot harder to process and go through it and try to heal. It's so much easier to put a bandaid on things. Yeah. So I feel like that's like normal. I mean, that's a coping mechanism for sure. Yeah. So that was my first love and heartbreak. Cute. I love that. What was yours? Um, have you even had one? Yeah, I had three boyfriends before Coast. <laughs> I was honestly, I was dating Coast's best friend at the time, and Coast kissed me at a party. And yeah, that that honestly was the whole situation. But I was dating his best friend. And he kissed me at the party. And I was like, okay, what the fuck do I do? Like, do I go, I have to go tell my then boyfriend. And that they weren't friends after that. So I was always the drama. I was the problem. But I never had, I would say my biggest heartbreak was probably with Coast. Because we would break up and get back yeah. together. Because we were so yeah. young. Like, when you grow with someone, you see them in so many different stages. It's yeah. so hard to grow with someone. You have to choose that person. And there's days where you don't like them. And so I think Coast is probably my biggest heartbreak, biggest blessing. But every time we would break up, I would be destroyed because I'm like, I just felt so much love for him as a person. It is weird that you've gone through like boyfriends within one boyfriend. Yeah. Which is now a husband. Yeah. And even now I'm like, when we've been together for since 2011 is when I've been like, that's when I always say we've been together, even though we'd break up, get back together. We'd always still talk. Right. It was like a day. Yeah. Yeah. Not a day in October, but a day in November. Right. It was since then. I'm like, he's been my person. There's still days, though, that I'm like, I, we're going through different stages. We've been together for 12 plus years. I mean, it's a long time. You change a lot in 12 years. Crazy. Especially in high school, like how volatile your brain is. It's like you're all over the place. Crazy. I'm still all over the place with that ADHD, though. Literally. And I feel like each level of life, you t- too, you like almost go through a heartbreak because your partner changes, you change, life alters. And then it's almost like you do mourn the relationship you had before. Parents say that all the time, like when yeah. they have their first baby, like... They're very excited and so ready, but it's also like it was never, it's never just the two of you guys again. And it's never just the two of you guys at that, that same yeah. time in life. Like once you become a parent, it's a whole different ball game. I think it's hard too, because women's brains mature quicker. Like there's new studies coming out. That's today why that, I love Raphael. Yeah. There's new days today that like, or new studies today that are saying that men's brains don't mature now till 30 before it was 25. Now it's 30. And so like, I always felt like the high school boyfriends I had before coast, I would love, like, I thought I loved them, but the very first boyfriend I had, I was like, yeah. I love you. But I felt like his mother. I was like, I was always having to tell him like what to do. Like, get your homework done so we can hang out like yeah. that type of stuff. So I feel like I outgrew them, which I think is a very common thing when you're a girl growing up because your brain is already maturing a little quicker. So you see a bigger picture when you're younger. Yeah. You know, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Also, what, it makes sense because literally when Raphael and I first met, he was 
25 or 26, I think. And we didn't start dating until he was 30. And like, it was a totally, like him and I are a totally different version. And people always say like, um, how do you guys deal with your age gap? Cause we're seven years apart, but your brains are, but we're not, we're like, like we're in the same stage of life. Like we're at the same level of life mentally. Like he, I will say a wholeheartedly like yeah. Men in their thirties are better than granted. Not all men. Like I've yeah. dated a guy older than Raphael actually he, not like dated him, but like hung out with him or whatever. And I was like, Oh, like he never matured. Yeah. There's just some that never do. Yeah. But you hope that once they hit 30, they kind of have their shit figured out. If not take that into consideration because I was wondering why are you single? Yeah. Like you're kind of a catch, but then think of them before and you're like, okay, now I get why it took this long yeah. for you to get here. That was one of my biggest things when I first got with Raphael was I'm like, okay, you're 30. I know he had a serious girlfriend. So I'm like, what the fuck happened? Yeah. And he kept saying like, it was just that we weren't meant to be together. And to me at that age, like when I first got with him, I was what, 23? And he mm-hmm. was 30. So I'm sitting there like, no, there's gotta be a reason. Like, yeah. I just didn't understand. I was still very young. And I was like, well, why? And he was like, well, yeah, I want it. Like, I thought I wanted to marry her. That was kind of like how life goes. You've been together and you just think, oh, you're supposed to get married. But they were like, he was like, we just had so many problems and it yeah. didn't feel right to marry her. Like, it just felt like the thing to do because it's the thing to do. But he's like, it just didn't feel internally right. And they had been together for quite some time. And Raphael and I were engaged within seven months of being together. Yeah. So I'm like, eight months. So I'm like, it really matters. Like it depends on who you're with, but no, I definitely like, I didn't re- like believe that back in the day. And now knowing him now, I'm like, no, he just had the mature brain yeah. and all his friends. Like I love all of his friends. They're all in their thirties. I'm I like, actually like love the friends that I've met. Yes, they're all like super they're, fun. They're all copy and paste mental versions of each other, yeah. but they're all different people with different lives. Mm-hmm. You would love every single one of them. The ones that every I met when one. they came here, I was like, they're actually like fun. Like I could see like, I wish you were on our party bus the night of our wedding. I, that is like one of my biggest regrets. It's one of my biggest regrets. That you one of come. my biggest regrets because that is we would have been inseparable ever since like literally all of his friends they're so fun like they're literally so fun like you met blaine and art yeah and anyone else um no those are the only two that came in for his birthday yeah and then oh they get they're gay they get more wild the more you meet him herman i'm obsessed with Herm. i love him so fucking much <gasps> he's one of Raphael, he was one of Raphael's um best men did you meet mike you didn't meet mike no, when I he didn't came to mike. town no they're all so nice they really like and not only that but like they're the other thing that i really liked about their um wives was yeah. it was my first time meeting them at my wedding was the like his friends and their wives and that's always a little uncomfortable i feel like because women are just weird. Like girls are weird, but these aren't girls. These are like women. Like they were like grown women, supportive women, like happy to be at our wedding. Like I remember the first time I met his, one of his best men, his other best men, his wife, Natalie, love her dearly. And she literally, her first time meeting me came up to me. and was like, it was the night before our wedding. And she's like, hi, I'm blah, blah, blah. So nice to meet you. Can I help you guys with anything? And I'm sitting here like, stop. Like, I literally just loved all of them. Like, I just, you would love. I love that. You would well, like whenever we right in California in. or wherever they are, we'll just visit. They're everywhere. It's so nice. I know. I love that. I know. Every time we, like, get out of state, I'm like, we got to. Well, we saw art in uh, Kansas, Kansas when we went. City, that was yeah. fun. 
Yeah, we did. Yeah, we didn't even go. We didn't even have Raphael with us, and we literally no. saw one of his best friends. He just came to hang out with like all five of us girls, <laughs> and then lost his phone. Literally, <laughs> had to go like bang at the bar to try to open the door. Yeah, the bar had already closed, and I'm like calling up there. I'm like, please, I can see your guys' lights are yeah. still on. Then I left a voicemail. They called me back, and they're like, yeah, we found a phone in here. I was like, please let me get it. Literally, and that was a that was oh, fun. Arthur. He's super fun. I love him. He's so cute. I still haven't tried his restaurant though. That's something that I want to do when we yeah. go down there for a game. He's looking expanding. Shout out to Nick the Greek. This is not a sponsored ad, but he owns Nick the Greek, the two Kansas City, Missouri locations. There's there's two of them, but when we, we go see them. Taylor and Travis, there we go. We'll just yeah. stop at the restaurant, see if they want to come. It'll be a party. It's a party. It's a party. Oh, I got a big one. That's what she said. Leave that out. Leave that out. I didn't process for a second there. Booker movie person. Update us on some good ones. Um, I definitely, I wish I was a book person, but I don't have a lot of time. Like when I read, it's at night in bed. And after reading two pages, I'm tapped out. But she'll watch a three hour movie with her husband every night. Yeah. We're definitely movie or show So I'm confused how you don't have time. Because it's like, I want to spend time with him. You just choose your time differently. True. But it's like, I didn't get home till I think like, she pisses me off all the time. I don't have time. I don't have time. Three hour movies every fucking night. Guys. I'm like, which granted, I'm glad, but just say like, I choose to watch a movie with my time. But I love reading books. But if I have, that's the hard part. It's like, if I'm going to choose, I'd rather spend time with my husband than like read a book by myself. I've seen this bitch on a plane where I pull out my book where she has plenty of time to read her book. She will literally stare at me. Mm. She'll pull out her book and pretend to read and stare at me. I don't think you like to read. I'm a I people think you're person. a liar. I actually, my, I buy books. <laughs> I buy books. Savannah comes up with any excuse in the book. Oh, I got excuses for days. But no, I love I reading books. At this point, she'll start to give me an excuse. I'm like, just shut up. Like, I don't need your excuse. I don't care. She literally does. Because at this point, I'm like, I don't care. Like, just say yes or no. Like, yes or no. I like a ball. Well, and then I like, like yes or no, better. yes or no. Oh my gosh! Speaking of movies, you're a book person. I feel like you don't like movies. You like shows, though. I'll do sh- I'll do eight hours of shows, but I can't do a two hour movie. That makes no sense to me. I think it's just like I like the like in a movie. It's like too long of one scenario. I get that, but like I like shows because they're like, oh, here's this episode, and then something next episode changes. I love reading. Colleen Hoover is one of my favorites right now. I know that she's kind of like a scandalous person. I don't know. I didn't look into it, but I know I've shared her. I love Laura Dave books. Um, I, I like actually, self-help books. Those are books that I love to read. That's probably why you don't. But like if you found like a good genre mm-hmm. of book that you actually enjoyed and gets you so encapsulated, like that's where you'll really like Raphael will watch TV in bed and like I read next to him. So it's just like and you're still together. Yeah. silently but it's like what are you wanting to put your brain and energy towards and if you choose a movie that's totally fine but i think I would my choose a book. adhd medication wears off at that point so it's like if i hear the tv i'm just like and i go back and forth and then i'm not like taking it either yeah Raphael watches it on low like it's yeah. pretty quiet like he doesn't do the movie like blasting through the speakers or anything yeah um i did just watch a good movie last night though what was it? um it was a new one on netflix i had to look up the name of it because it literally was it's called Nowhere. It was. Uh, it's a, one of those Netflix-made movies. Netflix, by the way, is coming out with some fire shows, fire movies. Well, now, I guess people are saying gas now. I like fire still. So Raphael says tough. That's oh. tough. It is. Tough. I'm like tough used to mean bad. Like that's tough. Like I'm. That's rough. Like yeah. Now he's like that's tough. The lingo's changing too much for me. Yeah. I just can't keep up. No. Anyway, it's called Nowhere, and it's basically it's really slow at first, but it's so 
like you're on the edge of your seat. There was so many points in that movie that I could not watch. But it's this girl that's trying to escape her country and she's pregnant with her husband, trying to escape. They're all in this shipping container. They're trying to sneak them out. And I'm not going to say too much because you guys should watch it. But basically, she gets, she's, they're on a boat. She gets out. Everything's great. Her and her husband get separated to sh- two different shipping containers. They have their phones. There's a storm. Hers goes off the boat. So she's floating in the ocean, pregnant by herself. And it is literally like, I was on the edge of my seat. I can't say anything else because I'm going to ruin it, but you need to watch it. You need to watch it too. Okay. Coast and I were both like. Hmm. Yeah. So she's a movie girly, clearly. Yeah. Um, but I like definitely self-help or like creativity books. Like I always try to like. I like self-help, but I break self-help books when I'm journaling. So I'll read like a chapter yeah. or even like a half of a chapter because it's too, a lot of them are so boring where mm-hmm. it's like, I get it and we need it, but it's like the way that it is. But no, when I sit down and watch or like read a Colleen Hoover book, Sometimes I don't want to start one of her books because I'm like, I know this is going to encapsulate me for two days straight and I'll literally take every waking moment. Like I won't be on my phone. Like I literally for those two days, I am just engrossed in that book and you will not see me for two days straight. Yeah. Oh, I like sure. them on flights though. Cause mm-hmm. I'll read like when I'm, especially if I'm by myself, I will read for the full three hours straight, like yeah. literally straight the way through. Um, if I'm by myself, I read on planes for sure. I always bring a book because I'm like, I never know when I want it. But I feel like if I'm with someone that I like want to talk to, I'm just like this the whole Do-do-do. time. Yeah. Like, what you doing? Speaking of, we need to book you, Austin. Okay. Oh, yeah. Last question. Oh, really? Oh, uh, you got the toe. Oh, I had to dig in there and touch it. Toesies. Okay. Let's see. <laughs> How to get over an ex. Ooh. Go out and do things. Distract yourself. I feel like if you sit and you wallow, it makes it so much worse. I feel like you really have to find yourself after an ex. But if you try to cover it with a Band-Aid and go drinking and go out, it's like try to better yourself and be like, what did I do wrong in that relationship that I didn't like that I can do better for myself in the future? I think self-growth is the best thing you can do to get over an ex. And don't watch their stuff. Like block them on social media. Don't see what they're doing because sometimes people have the intention to hurt an ex where it's like, oh, I'm going to sleep around or I'm going to post someone new. Or Remind me to tell you something off looks. Ooh, leave that out. Leave that out. Okay, cool. But that's what, that, what I found last night at one in the morning when I was wide awake. Um, I wish that I was awake at one in the morning. Usually that's a me. I know. So my advice to that is I think every breakup is a grieving process. Yeah. I think every, like, and that goes for friendships, relationships, and an actual loss of a person. You're going through a grieving stage. You're grieving that physical person, whether they're alive or past. It does not matter. And not only that, you're grieving the life that you had. You're grieving the person that you used to be, the innocence that you were before the breakup, before the loss, whatever the case may be. I say start right away by giving yourself grace. Give yourself that time period of being sad. Like you're going to be sad. Again, you're mourning the person. You're mourning the life. You're mourning yourself. Like you just lost something. And you're mourning the idea of the future that you had with them. That too. that's scary. So much. You're going through so much. So give yourself a time limit. But a time limit is very important. Like don't just say, well, I'm just sad and I'm going to be sad. Like let it ride out. I'm a very, like, as soon as I know, like, okay, I'm giving myself, like, three days. Take the time off work. Like, take the weekend. Like, mm-hmm. turn off. Block everything. Delete your social medias. Just take a couple days to just be sad. Yeah. And you and I'll say, like, the three days. Like, being like, okay, after day three, like, I need to get up and start a new habit. I need to, 
I'm going to try a new tea every morning. Sounds stupid. I'm going to tea. I'm going to journal. Yeah. Do something that gets you out of that mindset, gets you thinking about something else. Read a book for 10 minutes before you get up and go to work. Like let your mind process about other things. Journaling's huge. Journaling's huge, but reading too. And like distracting yourself. Your phone is tough because social media, you're seeing everybody's highlight reel and you don't want to do that when you're in your low light reel. Right. Oh yeah. So like you don't want to be looking at that because that's when you get into the comparison game. Start turning it, that shit off. It's okay. And like, it's okay to be on social media. Like once you can get back there, but take those couple days to just do not absorb any social medias. Don't be online being a hateful, spiteful ex-girlfriend either. Like again, turn into reading, turn into, and don't get with your friends either. Like I know that sounds weird, but like your friends are just going to keep amping. And sometimes, yeah, you need them for like, yeah. can you guys come over for just like wine and pizza? And like, like we don't want to talk about anything. Just let me be. Yes. Like just come be present and let's talk about anything. But just don't want to be alone. But don't be with your friends just to talk shit. Because especially you're in that vulnerable stage of grieving. You're mad. You're in denial. You'll send a text. You regret. You're spiteful. Sure. You see something you don't like. You then like there's just so much that can go awry in that time frame. So I know that's really huge to me is like a couple yeah. days, take a couple days to be sad, be alone. Like, I know that sounds crazy, but you start healing in ways that you would not even imagine in that short little time frame of just yeah acceptance, honestly. And I feel like it matters too on how long you've been together. If it's someone like our relationships are very different. Like if me and my husband decided to split up 12 years is a long time. It's going to take me more than a couple days to grieve that relationship because of who I am and who I've become over those 12 years. Whereas like if you and Raphael split, it would still be the biggest heartbreak of your life. But the time I feel like does matter when you're going through a grieving process because you've been with them your whole, like basically your whole life. So grieving someone like that is a long period of time. So give yourself grace, like you said, and the time limit, try to think of how long you've been in that relationship and take that into consideration as you're healing. I don't mean the time limit of like three days only, but like, right, right. Like you're going to be grieving for months, if not yeah. like a year, like a relationship but three days to sit in bed. Th- yeah. Three days to literally sit there in silence, like mm-hmm. you and your dog, you and your cat, you and your plant, like whatever it is, like just sit there, binge Netflix, eat ice cream, like be sad, but put a time limit on how you're like, I call that my depressive stage. Yeah. Like how long are we going to be depressed over this guy? You know, like, then that's when you start like, again, you're still going to be grieving and you're still mm-hmm. going to be depressed. But like, how long can I sit in bed depressed for But it allows off? you to heal, which I think is good. Yeah. It allows you to process. Whereas if you start to fill your schedule too quickly, you're not healing. You're just coping and you're yeah. just putting a bandaid on it. So I think that it's important. One thing that I did when Coast and I would get back on and off is I would go and get like facials or massages. So I just wasn't alone, but I could just be doing something, bettering myself while it was in silence. I know you touched on like time of like time together, but I think, so like when I lost my dad, I kept saying time and time again of like, everybody's grieving a different loss. And I think that's another thing that you got to take into consideration of like, each love that I've had in my lifetime, have I loved other men other than Raphael? Absolutely. I was with those guys longer than I was with Raphael. At the t- like, now, like, Raphael, I don't know. Raphael and I, are, he actually is my longest now, but it, like, just hit yeah. that. But, like, so I've been with guys longer than I've been with Raphael, but I've loved Raphael deeper than I've loved anyone in this lifetime. So I don't think it's a time thing. I think it's, like, I mean, obviously, like, you're talking about as an individual – 
as well. So like it could be different. Like it, you might be like in a 12 year yeah. relationship with someone that you love deeply and you don't want to let it go, but somebody else has been in a 15 and they've already processed. They're already on their way out. I like think it's how much it's you, so situational. I think situational, but I think it's how much you grow. Like yeah. you grew through those relationships and then you're your best self now with Raphael. Yeah. Whereas like we're together, we grew together. We had some really shitty, shitty, shitty points, but now it's like we've grown. Yeah. So I think that it's like you now looking back, you're like, okay, yeah, it's not time because I've grown. But if you grow with that same person, you're mourning the growth that you've also done with that person. Yeah. So it's not necessarily time, but it's everything that goes with time, not necessarily the link. But you're talking individual to yourself. Like some yeah. people might like, True. that's what I'm saying. Like, it's so hard. Just know that every breakup's tough. Like, cause again, every, like you're grieving a loss and, and every be. loss is hard. It's just, I, again, like. I don't know, like some, my mom watching a relationship being after 16 years that mm -hmm. she thought that was her love of her life, right? Yeah. No. And after that, like sh after she got out of it, like she was fine. So I'm yeah. like, it's really, it depends. We just know like a loss is a loss. A grief is a grief. Um, they're all fucking hard. Some are less than others. Some mm -hmm. are harder than others because you're loving each loss is a different relationship lost. Sorry, you guys. Bleep all that shit out. We just had to go kill a wasp, and then also the camera storage got full. I need to delete We talk all those a lot. Off. Yeah, we really do. We talk a lot. But no, I think, I think it depends on the person. It depends on what you went through in the relationship. Oh, sorry. That I was saying because you, you're more... You mourn like the past. You mourn the ideas mm -hmm. you've had. You're a very intellectual and intentional with your time person, yeah, which I respect and I relate to. But if I was in a, tw like same, like the exact same relationship, you're probably going to mourn that deeper than I would because of the work. And like yeah. you, like you care so much about the time and energy and efforts that you give. Yeah. And then to see that stripped away, like, yeah, that would, you would mm -hmm. mourn that so deeply and the person like, but I'm so more on like the real, the realistic of like, I go opposite, but it's, it's yeah. so different. I'm not in your relationship. Yeah. You're not in mine. It's it, at the end of the day, like, Deal with the heartbreak however it comes to you, whatever feels organic and whatever the hell like is going to help you process. Yeah. And I will say if you're like, if you have, like if you're an empath, so I say I'm an empath for sure. You, like a million, I just feel 20 billion percent. I just feel so much. And coming from that perspective, if you're listening to this and you're an empath, you're going to grieve harder, but your growth is going to be more. And I do know that fully because when we would break up and I would think it was for real and it was months on end my, I had to mourn and I mourned hard, but then I started to heal and my growth was tremendous, tremendous compared to him at the time. So just know that if you're an empath, you're going to feel it a lot more and it's going to hurt a lot more. And your friends might not understand it if they can't feel as deeply as you, but that's okay. That's where journaling comes in through and through. I mean, that was something that I learned in nursing school. It just allows you to let go, not forget, but let go when you yeah. put it on paper. I agree. Mm -hmm. I but that was know. our last question. Yeah. I feel like those were some really good questions this week. I was thinking of something else, but I completely forgot what I was going to say. So I thought I was like, maybe the anesthesia brain is kicking in. I saw the right. blank stare over there. I, well, I was like, I had something to say and then I don't remember what I was going to say. It was killing the bee. Thank you for yeah. killing that, by the way. Anytime. What Thanks else we got? On. Anything? No, I honestly, I am kind of thinking about the Vikings game though. So I'm going to text Natalie too and be like, so girl, what you doing? <laughs> this weekend about the Travis and Taylor I kind of want to go to the game this weekend I know I'm gonna buy tickets though are you yeah is it Sunday Sunday football yeah yeah I 
I'm not really a Vikings fan, but it's okay. Yeah, we're not really like a specific team fan. No, but we're like, like a sports a, fan. Yeah. Like I live just, sports. Yeah, I like to just go to them in public and in person. Couldn't tell you what's going on, though. I Don't ask me. I love basketball, though. Like, I cannot yeah. wait for basketball season. I like basketball because it's fast-paced. Same with, like, hockey in person. Hate watching hockey on TV because I can't see the dang puck. I'm like, where is it? But right. in person, it's the crowd. I just love being in the when people. Everybody stands up and they're like, Whoa! Yeah. I could have swore I just saw something fly. It was probably my shadow. Okay, thank God. Because I'm staring at the only other one that's in here. I'm you about guys, to kill that guy. wonderful. And it's like wasps. It's like not like nice cupies. It's like wasps. Like stinging ones. Yeah. Ones that attack and kill. We say this every episode. So, all right. We will see you guys next week. Um, anything else? No. We love you all so much. Goodbye. Goodbye.